Welcome to Better Life Church. My name is Adam. As Brandon's already said, I am the executive pastor. And uh, man, we are so glad that you are here. We wanna welcome uh, everyone that's watching online this morning. We wanna welcome our Grayson campus. We give it up for our Grayson campus all the time. Can we give it up for them? Save a few of those claps. I want you to give it up for our Ashland campus as well. Come on. We haven't officially launched there yet, but our, our team members plus, we'll call it team members plus, uh, they've been meeting there on Sunday mornings. And man, thank you. I just wanna talk directly to you guys, Ashlyn, Pastor Derek there. Thank you so much uh, just for putting in the preparation. We are believing and expecting God to do great things in Boyd County. He already is and all throughout this region. But if you are new with us, thank you so much for being here. Um, if the Lord uses my words today, that's amazing. He will. Make sure you come back next week. Our lead pastor will be back in the saddle next week. Uh, but looking forward, uh, as Brandon said, to kicking off a brand new series. But really quickly, um, for everyone's benefit, we've not said this in a while, but we are one church in three physical locations plus our online. And we don't just say that in words. We believe that. But although we're separated physically, that we are united in our spirit. And we just came off a, a phenomenal series. I know you guys appreciated that, No Place Like Home. And we talked about what it means not only to be a part of God's family, but what it means to be a part of the family that God has blessed us with here at Better Life Church, not just in Moorhead, but in Grayson, in Ashland, and online. And, and we are so glad that you're watching online wherever you are. Uh, I got a text from one of our team members, actually an overseer. I'm not gonna call him out by name. And I think he was, you know, I think it was well-intentioned, but he's spending some time in Florida. And I got that text on Thursday, you know, Friday when the, when the snow and the ice and all that stuff was coming here. And so we're glad that you are watching online this morning and enjoying that time. But wherever you are, Moorhead, Ashland, Grayson, man, we are kicking off a brand new series. And I don't know if that's the name, but Brandon, I love that name, Relation Tips for our relationships, right? That's good. And as far back as I can remember in February, we've done a series centered around uh, love and relationships, all that kind of things that, you know, it makes a lot of sense, right? February, the month of love. If you don't hear anything else I say today, guys, Valentine's Day is coming up, right? That's Saturday. Uh, you don't wanna be caught napping on that one, right? Make plans. Uh, as much as she said she doesn't wanna do anything, she does. Make plans and do that up right. But, um, so relationships, and we're gonna talk about all through this series, uh, we've got marriage night coming up at the end of the month and, and talking about all these different things, but the relationship that I wanna talk about today is one that each and every one of us deal with, uh, probably on a daily basis, right? Regardless of whether you're, uh, you're dating or you're, you're waiting or you're married or you're single, whether you're young or old, we all deal with this, and we're gonna tackle the relationship, uh, the relationship of friendships today. And I believe um, that God has created friendships. They are there for us to uh, benefit from, but so many times I think, and this is my, myself included, and my wife's not in here right now, but, but um, when she asked what I was gonna be preaching about uh, this week, I told her, and she, she kind of chuckled at me. She kind of laughed at me. And uh, so I, I, I submit to you today that I do not come to you at this um, 
as an expert. Uh, she didn't laugh at me because I'm a bad friend, at least I don't think that's why she, she laughed at me, but, but I am a natural uh, introvert, okay? And some of you in the room, you know where I'm at. Some of you, you're natural extroverts, and there's lots of different definitions of those, but for me, um, I don't, the way I recharge my batteries is by myself, not in a group of people, right? And some of you, you, you're like me, and you've been told your whole life, hey, there's something wrong with you, right? And on the other side, some of you, man, you put yourself in a, in a room by yourself, and you're just like, man, I, I, gotta, I gotta get around people. And that's how you recharge your batteries. God has created you. He's wired you that way. Regardless of where you fall on that, uh, you can have meaningful friendships and relationships. But that, that's just me. Uh, to be social and to be out and around, I can turn that on. I can come here this morning and I can, you know, speak in front of a large crowd of, of people, but that's not my natural bent. But the Bible has a lot to say about friendships and what they can do in our life. And so we're going to jump into God's Word this morning. Before we get all the way into that, I didn't want to let one more opportunity pass, and I think I have this with me. But if I don't, uh, I've lost it somewhere. But uh, last, uh, last week, we finished up the series, and, we and it was the No Place Like Home series, and we talked all throughout uh, that series about what it means to be in God's family, about being a part of the family here. And if you missed that, listen, uh, some of you, when, when Brandon said my, my title, executive pastor, like, what does that do? Well, it changes from, from time to time. But one of the things that I, that I get to do, that I love the most, is that I get to influence ministry here at Better Life Church, and I get to be a part of helping people take next steps. That is our mission as a church. And so many, it was so encouraging last week, so many of you, 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 you check one box or two box or three boxes on that card and say, hey, I'm committing. My next step is whether it was to uh, begin serving of the Lord through Better Life Church or investing your financial resources here or, or you realize, that, hey, I need to pray and I need to invite and I need to share my story with others or jump into a group which we're launching today. Some of you were, were, were overachievers and you checked every single box, but hopefully you received, you should have received some communication this week about those steps. And if you missed that, if you look in the, the seat in front of you, that card is there, it says no place like home, don't miss out on that opportunity. That is our mission. We wanna help you take those next steps and there's so many other next steps but that's part of what it means to be a part of the family is to, um, to jump in and to begin taking those next steps. So that was a little commercial break, a little, a little sidebar but we're gonna jump into see what God's word has to say about friendships. So the first thing I, I think really we wanna do, the word friend means lots of different things. Right, it means lots of different things to, to many different people, especially in the, in the world in which we live. Right, one of the things that comes to mind is is social media, right, and Facebook. And I, I just looked at a few stats, and you know, the average uh, person on Facebook has like three hundred and thirty-eight friends. Instagram, this isn't really friends, right? I kind of did had to research a little bit. It has about one hundred and fifty followers. Those aren't really friends, but those are people who who are uh, tracking with you and looking at the things that you're posting. Then there's, there's TikTok, and I thought, man, I, I should look up something on TikTok, but realize I'm just, I'm too old for that. If you've got that all figured out, uh, you can come and explain that to me. But, but this word, friends, that it, it definitely with, with social media and, and online, and, and, and man, 
you know, with the pandemic we've just come through, our relationships have taken a hit, right? Every single part of our life and our routines and our habits and the things that we were accustomed to has been affected in one way or another. Uh, the average American, this was a stat that I found, this was a pre-pandemic stat, said they would have what they described as two close friends. And, and I'm gonna be a little stereotypical here. I, just in my own life, I have seen that um, the way I do friendships as a guy and the way that my wife does friendships, uh, there's, there's a big difference there. So when you talk about average, and I'm gonna lose some of you here, I'm gonna talk some math, but average, you, know, you add up all the numbers and you divide by the number of numbers, and I just used the word divide and fractions, and I lost a few, it, it's okay, we're not, we're, we're not gonna talk too much about that. But the average probably means that uh, a lot of the, the, uh, the females in the room, you have more than that, but, but guys, and I'm including myself in this, we do not do this very well. We're very good at the, the superficial, we're very good at the, you know, the, 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 you know, the 60 second conversation that it consists of how's the family, how's the job, you know, these kind of things, but that's all Senator does. So we do not do this very well, but we need this desperately in our life. Last stat I'll give you there is 25% of Americans said they have no close friends at all. So I wanna present to you today that God has created us for friendship. God has created us in such a way that we need this relationship in our life. Even within the marriage relationship, friendship is the bedrock. Some of you here today, man, you're killing it in this realm, right? You, 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 you are great, you give friendship away so freely. But my, my suspicion here is, is a lot of us here today, we, we, either because of the pandemic or just in general, we need help when it comes to the quantity or the quality or maybe both of these relationships. So we're gonna dive into God's word. God's word does have a lot to say. We're gonna spend a lot of time in the book of wisdom today, Proverbs. But we're gonna jump in and we say this each and every week in honor of our lead pastor. If you're ready to go, let's say, let's go. All right, let's pray and we will dive in. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. God, I pray over the next few moments that, Lord, you would just uh, speak to us through your word. God, we know that we have so much to learn when it comes to just what it means to um, have be friends with you, to, to, to live in this relationship. And God, we know that what a blessing that it can be in our life. And so God, I just pray, Lord, that you would speak to us today. And then, Lord, you would give us the courage to go and apply that and live that out in our life. Lord, we ask all these things in your name, the name above everything. And everyone said, amen. All right, if you're taking notes this morning, and I highly encourage you, if you're not, to do it. Um, the first thing that I believe that God's word says about friendship is choose wisely. Choose wisely. Proverbs 12, 26 says this, the righteous should choose his friends carefully. Uh, Brandon that was up here a minute ago, he is uh, uh, our uh, youth director here in Moorhead and influences all youth ministry in Grayson, eventually in Ashland. But uh, I know that uh, my kids, they talk about this all the time and I've heard it several, several times. They talk about that you are the average of your top five friends. We just looked at that stat and, and the average has two, so you're the average of your top two friends. And all that means is 
You know, uh, particularly in the context of teenagers, if, if, if your friends are out on the weekend and they're, they're partying, they're getting drunk, you probably are too. If your friends have a filthy mouth and they tell dirty jokes and all those kind of things, probably you do too. If your friends uh, all the time, they're dogging their spouse and they're talking negatively about those people uh, around them and their coworkers and they're gossiping, you probably do too. The Bible says, choose your friends wisely. 1 Corinthians 15, says that bad company corrupts good character. I'll never forget, uh, you know, I was saved at an early age, but I went to a church camp each and every year growing up, and I've told this story before, but it, it made, it, it just one of those memories that I, I, I never can get away from. But um, finally, the summer between my junior and my senior year, uh, you know, I thought, man, I, I gotta get some stuff figured out, right? I'm about to graduate high school, what, what's next? And uh, man, the, 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 I was just so, the Holy Spirit was all over me that week. I just couldn't get away from it. And finally, on Thursday of that week of, of church camp, I went down to the altar, and, and, and I just remember, I, I didn't know what the Lord wanted me to do, but I said, God, I, I don't know what you want me to do with my life, but the answer is yes. And so that was in, in June of 1997, right, ancient ancient times ago, and, uh, but I, I got up from that, and I, church camp, you know, ended on a spiritual high, but just a month later, um, I played football in high school, and so I'm back in football practice, and kind of all the stereotypical, if you, if you never played football or sports, it's not a thing, all the stereotypical things that you hear about the locker room talk and all that kind of stuff, I was so disappointed in myself because so quickly how I fell back into those old habits and those routines of, uh, the, the, you know, the things that I said and, and did. And I can remember praying this prayer, God, I cannot do this alone. Send me someone that I can, I can like stand with, that, that, that at least we're headed in the same direction. I wasn't praying for a, and I wasn't praying for a, a girlfriend. I was praying for a, a, a good friend that we would both be living out our faith together. And so I just uh, want to think about that bad company corrupts good character. And the friends that we that we pick, they have influence over our life. And so I, I wanna make an important distinction here because some of you might be thinking, hey, shouldn't we, shouldn't the Bible say to be like, love everybody, right? Luke 6, 27 says to love everyone, that, that God is love, right? And that's, that should always be out of it. And so the, the distinction here is that, yes, we are to be friendly to everyone, but the kind of friends that I'm talking about here is who is it that you allow to influence your life, that allow to speak into your life? If you have kids, who, what friends would you allow to influence your children, right? And I promise you, the people that you hang out with, whether you ever allow them to give advice to your kids, they have influence on your kids. Be friendly to everyone, but you don't have to allow everyone to speak into your life. The second thing I think that God's word says about friends is that they show up, friends show up. Proverbs 17, 17 says that a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in a time of need. Friends show up when you need help. I don't like that the Bible says it, but the Bible says that in this world, we will have trouble and you can't do it alone. And so, you know, when, when things happen, who is it that, that shows up? If you, if you were to have a flat tire on the side of the road, you don't have the tools to fix it. Who is it that you're gonna call, that you know is gonna just come and show up? Maybe when you're sick or you lost a loved one, 
or maybe when you, just recently, if, you, if your family went through COVID, who was it that showed up, maybe brought a meal, called with some encouragement? It's a couple years ago, my family, uh, we uh, had a, we built a house and we had a, um, you know, if you've ever been through a building project, you know that it uh, lasts way longer than you want it to, right? It costs more than you want it to. And um, so our plans were to move in October, but it got delayed and ended up moving in January, right? I found out real quick who my friends were, right? They're the ones that helped me move. Heaven forbid you ever have to do that. That is the worst experience in the world. But I knew who my friends were. They show up in a time of need. Maybe you're here thinking, man, I don't know if anybody showed up for me on that. That's a, maybe some of you have another problem. You, you need to learn to ask for help, but that's a whole other sermon, right? But friends show up for one another. I love in Proverbs here, it makes this correlation between friend and brother. It uses these two terms um, almost interchangeably. And we see this theme all throughout scripture. We talk, it talks about our Christians, brothers and sisters. And some of you are, are blessed. I am blessed in this way that I'm able to live my faith with my blood family, right? I was raised in a Christian home. I got Christian parents and uh, we, we live that out. But, but some of you, either because of distance or because your family aren't believers, you don't share that part of your life with them. And so our church family is so, so vitally important in this. That a friend is loyal. A brother is born to help in a time of need. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. We say this all the time, two people are better off than one. This is kind of one of our, kind of our slogan for our group's ministry and which launched today is that we are better together. We were created for these relationships. The third thing that I believe that the Bible says about friendship, and this one is probably uh, the hardest uh, to do. Uh, for some of you, it comes more naturally than others. It's definitely the hardest to do correctly. But I believe sp- uh, friends speak truth. Friends speak truth. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Anytime I, I read scripture and there's, there's this imagery used here, I like to have this word picture and in my mind, um, I, I literally see, two swords like fighting, two swords in battle and they're, they're, they're clanging against each other. You maybe hear these loud sounds. You see maybe sparks flying or debris coming off. Definitely not a pleasant thing to watch. But the end result we see there, a friend sharpens a friend. The end result is that they're sharper. They're better prepared to do what they were created to do. A friend can speak truth. But as I alluded to at the beginning, see, I think, I think the problem with a lot of us, and once again, I include myself in this, is that we don't do relationships well in a way that, that people really even know what's going on in our life, right? We, we wanna keep people at an arm's distance. And, and guys, we're the worst for this. And like I said, we have that conversation, how many times do you have this conversation in a day? How you doing? 
How's the family? How's the job, right? And like I said, literally in 60 seconds, that conversation is over. Is that just me? Right? That, 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 that's, that's real life. And we keep people at arm's length. And so no one really knows what's going on in your life, right? Nobody knows the things that you're struggling with. And so if we don't have those friendships that people really know what's going on, how can they speak truth into our life? How do they even know what's going on? Who do you have in your life that really knows what's going on? Proverbs 27, five through six says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from the enemy. Who likes getting called out? Anybody? It ain't fun. If you've ever been on the side where you're calling somebody out, that's not fun, right? If you like that, could be, you know, you might have a little bit of issue, right? Some people, they, they like confrontation, but I promise you on the other end, the receiving end, that is not fun. But the way we've been conditioned, I think, in our life, everyone avoids that confrontation, right? Even when you think about the, the things that you see on, on social media, most of the time, if people are airing their dirty laundry, the only reason they're doing that is to get people to like side with them, right? Rarely do you see the person that says, hey, uh, you know, you're kind of stepping out of line. Well, of course, that's not really the, the place to do that anyway. But the truth is, uh, once again, my wife's not in here right now, but nobody's right 100% of the time, right? Right? We all agree on that. And if we are to move forward and to take next steps in our life, there's times when we, unfortunately, we, we, we need to speak truth into other people's lives, and there's times that people need to speak truth into our lives, right? And it is through those conversations, and I know you can reflect back to a time when someone, um, and for some of us, maybe it was you know, a long time ago, but someone said, hey, you know, when you did that, how was that a line, right? You need to, you know, you need to apologize, or you need to, you know, you need to make that, right, you need to do that differently. Some of you, maybe it's been since you, you know, you know before, when you were a teenager, right? Those things help us move forward. See, I believe God created friendships for two reasons. And I don't necessarily find this in scripture, but I think that's, it's implied all the way throughout it. I believe that through those speaking truth conversations, that it helps us to grow, to become more like Christ, right? And the Holy Spirit plays that role in our life, right? The Holy Spirit, for those of us who put our faith and trust in Jesus, will convict us, will help us to see the error of our ways, but God also uses those friends in our life to have those conversations. And once again, I know nobody likes that, but that is a role of our friends. The other thing, the other reason I believe that we have the capacity for these friendships is so that we can leverage that relationship to share Christ with others. Maybe you have been in a situation, maybe at the mall or walking down the street or in some public place at a restaurant or something and someone's came to you and, and handed you a gospel track or tried to strike up a, 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 you know, a Jesus conversation. And man, that's awesome if that's something that you do. Uh, that is great. I've been uh, on both ends of that conversation and 100% of the time, it's incredibly awkward, right? God uses that. God can radically use that. Uh, but as a natural introvert, that is 
that is definitely a stretch for me. But let me tell you what God 100% wants to use, and we just talked about this last week, but God wants to use you in your circle of influence. That circle of influence is the people that God has placed around you in your life, your friends, your family, your coworkers. He wants to use the relationship you have with them to share Jesus with them. And for some of us, maybe the issue with that is that, you know, sometimes our walk and our talk doesn't match up, right? If we live a life that's God-honoring with integrity, they see how we respond when troubles come our way. We see, they see us, how we respond to people when they are unkind to us or when we definitely have the uh, opportunity to uh, tell somebody how it is, right? And they see that we live our life differently. They will become curious about what's different about us. So when we live a life that's God honoring, God wants to use us to share with others about Christ. It's because of those relationships that we will have the opportunity. We will, uh, quote unquote, earn the right to be heard. They will want to know what is different. So as we uh, kind of recognize the need for friendships, maybe even what friends really are, maybe you ask the question, now what? Like what, what, what steps can I take right now to begin uh, implementing these friendships in my life? Because if you're just taking assessment in your life, maybe you're saying, I don't, I don't have these people in my life. Hopefully you understand that you need them. I know that I need them. We all need them. But here's a couple of, here's a couple of observations that I would recommend about steps that you can take right now to begin these friendships. The first thing, and, and I know I'm kind of harping a little bit on technology today, but evaluate your use of social media. If there's one positive thing that I believe has come out of the pandemic, that is that I think some, a lot of people are doing this, right? Every single thing has been assessed, I think, for many people um, throughout the past couple of years, right? How we invest our time. What are we using our time on? How can we use it more wisely? And definitely, uh, one of the things that we need to evaluate is our, the time that we spend here. I'm sure you've, you've, you've seen the research about kind of what goes into the different posts and things that we make. It, it actually is triggers in your brain a shot of dopamine. It's, it's kind of this idea that, hey, I, I almost become addicted to a like or a comment. But really, uh, you, you've seen that. You've probably heard that before. The, the main thing I would say is the time that you invest um, in that. And for some of you, you never post anything on social media, right? You just, you just like to get on there and see what everybody else is doing, right? And you scroll through. Anybody else do that? I don't, I don't post very much, but I'm always on there seeing, okay, what's everybody else doing? And it's amazing how 15, 20, 25 minutes, 30, an hour can go by just, just scrolling, right? And so the thing I would say is the time that you're investing in that can be invested elsewhere and invested in real relationships. And for some of you, right, I mean, Facebook and, and different social media, it's amazing how the, that friends and family that, that don't live here anymore, they've moved away, you can, you can, you can somewhat stay up to date with their life, but the time that we are using can be invested elsewhere. The other thing, another observation is to think others first. 80 to 90% of what we do online technology with uh, these rectangles 
in our pockets that we call phones. Isn't it funny how the, the, probably the least thing that you do with this is to actually use it as a phone, right? Everything that we do is on our own terms, right? The information that we want, we can get it right now. We don't have to consult somebody else. I mean, if you wanna know it, if you can't find it on YouTube or Google, does it really even need to be known, right? We can get it right now. The phone calls, we screen those. The text, we don't click on them until we're ready to respond, right? Because if you do, they'll get a read receipt and they know that you've received it, so you can't do that, right? The voicemails, does anybody even check your voicemail anymore or your email, right? It's all on our own terms. Think others first. Friendship is not about you, it's about other people. Jesus has called us to live a life centered on others. Now, I, I know we don't necessarily live in this age anymore, but I've heard stories from my parents, and I can remember this as a, as a child, but people used to come by your house uninvited. They would knock on the door and they would come and they would visit with you. Some of you just like, you went into a panic attack just thinking about that, right? Like, that is real life. Time invested and spent with people. Think others first. Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Jesus himself said, I came not to be served, but to be a servant and to give my life up for many. All throughout the scripture, we see this consistent theme of putting others first. Last observation that I've got for you today is be an encourager. Be an encourager. When I look throughout the congregation uh, here today, I see lots of people that have encouraged me along the way. And, and man, some of you, you're just natural at this. This is just, this just, just oozes out of you. But for others, uh, maybe you're just a little more critical by nature, right? You just, maybe you, 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 you uh, won't, I won't call you a pessimist, but you definitely normally see the glass half empty, right? As opposed to the glass, glass half full. Uh, you're not a words of affirmation person, right? We've talked about the love languages. That's not your, that's not your love language. And that is something that's a real challenge for you. But we need encouragement. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another. Build one another up. This is something that doesn't cost money, doesn't cost a whole lot of time. You can encourage someone with a text. You can encourage someone with a, with a note, right? With a phone call, with a visit every now and then, right? Don't wear that out, but with a visit every now and then. Our words they can bring life, and you guys know this, they can bring death. They can, they, can build each, they can build each other up and they can tear each other down. If you wanna be, if you wanna have friends, you've gotta be a friend, right? If you want great friends in your life, be a great friend to someone today. And the easiest place to start, the best place to start is to begin encouraging them. I challenge you, speak encouraging words and watch and see if those don't start coming back to you. Be an encourager to those around you. Those that are older, those that are younger, your spouse, 
your coworkers, all those around you, and watch and see what happens. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says this, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, most of the times we, we, we hear this verse in the context of coming and meeting together at church and 100% that's the, the right application. But when I read that verse again, the part that stuck out to me was about basically meeting together. There's something special about face-to-face. And in the world in which we live, everything is wanting to separate us, is wanting to divide us. And yes, I know with FaceTime and all the different things that we have, we can literally sort of be face-to-face with someone anywhere in the world in a moment's notice. But there's something powerful about the human connection that God has given us. And so we can practice the presence of one another. And so I promise you that's where it works the best. And And some people, you know, you are physically separated by distance and you cannot be with them all the time. But don't neglect the easy things that we can do in life, and that's encourage and build up and be there, show up for our friends when they need us. I'm gonna ask you, if you would, to bow your head this morning. You know, as we're kind of thinking through everything today, um, you know, I, I know that for the most part, anything that I've said here today, you, you know that we need good friends in your life. Um, many of you, you've been in friendships that, that weren't what we talked about. They've been toxic and they've been draining. And sometimes God puts those people in your life that you can encourage and you can build them up and, and that's maybe more of a one-way relationship, right? Because they are in a deficit in their life and they need that. I'm not saying to cut those people off. But the people, you need people in your life that are going to speak truth to you, that are going to influence you, to help you stand strong in the face of adversity and trials and testing that come in your life. And so today, you know, if that's you and you say, man, I need that, my my challenge to you is to begin giving away friendship. Begin giving away what you need in your life. Encourage one another. For some of you here today, you know, maybe you've never seen this play out at all. Like you have no frame of reference for even what friendship can even be. John 15, 33 says that no greater man, no greater love is this, that that Jesus came and he laid his life down for you and me. You see, the first friendship that we can have is to be friends with God through Jesus. He wants to be our friend. And I know that that maybe sounds funny or sounds weird, but God created us for relationship. And he wants to be your friend today. And if you've never put your faith and trust in him today, you can do that. There's no reason that you've gotta leave um, the same way you came in. And if you wanna put your faith and trust in Jesus, you want to accept 
the friendship that he has. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so I just wanna invite you really quickly, you can pray this prayer with me, you can pray it right where you are, you can pray it silently, you can pray it out loud, but just this, Jesus, I've blown it, I've messed up, I have tried to do things my own way, and I've sinned against you. Help me today to begin living my life for you, to begin following you, to accept the truth that you're speaking to me today. You created me. You created everything around me. Help me to begin following you as best as I know how today. If you prayed that prayer with me, the words that you spoke didn't save you, but your heart. Your lips can proclaim what your heart declared today. And today your heart declared that Jesus is Lord. You are saved. And we wanna help you. We wanna help you take that next step. Here in just a moment, uh, the hosts are gonna come out at all of our campuses and they're gonna talk to you about some next steps. The last thing that I'll say, and they'll tell you some more information about this, but if, if you're, maybe you're, you're thinking about the friends that you have in your life and, and you know, there's lots of different ways that we make friends. Some, some, sometimes we're friends with those that we grew up with, right? Sometimes we're friends that, that um, with the people that we work with. It's just literally we're in the same place at the same time with people. Some of us were friends because our wives are friends and so by default, we're friends, right? If you wanna choose wisely, you've gotta put yourself in a place where you can meet people that are headed in the same direction as you, groups is the way to do that. Our life groups here at Better Life Church, it's a great place where you can put yourself in a position where you can begin to build relationships. They're not based upon what you do for a living. They're not based on where you grew up or what school you went to. They're based on God's word, on Jesus, and the following and living out his word in our lives each and every day. Take that step today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the opportunity to be here. God, we thank you, Lord, how your word instructs us in each and every part of our life. Thank you that you created us with the capacity to have real friendship, Lord, to share our life with someone else. God, we do not have to keep it all inside. We don't, we, we, other people struggle the way we do. And God, I pray Lord, for each and every person here today, Lord, that they would find real friends in their life to do life with. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for it all. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.